presented an urgent and horrifying news story. I don't know if this is the kind of hard-hitting news you're used to. Got some good news and I got some bad news. Now this could be the big story of the summer. Network is going to be wanting plenty of coverage. What do you mean silly? I mean, that, that's real news. I got a couple of different stories here today. Um, how about Draymond Green? Draymond Green was suspended indefinitely by the NBA yesterday. And <clears throat> is it... So what does that mean? He's going to have to go through... Is what the NBA is saying, he's going to have to go through counseling. He has to um, and, and basically pass a series of tests or whatever before they're ready to let him play in the NBA again. Interesting. Forever. You think he's just done? Be done. Yeah, I, listen, there was a time in my life I where I liked... the safety of other, other players. Well, this it's getting to that point. There was a time in my life that I liked Draymond Green, that I was okay with him. He's kind of that old school, tough nosed basketball player. But lately, the last couple of years, he's a jerk. He's kicking guys. He's kicking them in the no no zone. He's punching guys. He's choking guys. He just out. He just. A lot of unnecessary movements. Yeah. You know, going to block a shot and you're kneeing Austin Rivers in the chest. You get a block on Sabonis and then you step on his rib cage. Yep. Choke Rudy Gobert for apparently no reason. Just ran up behind him and grabbed his face, put his put the headlock on him and started choking him. And then this latest one, he and then he apologized that I wasn't trying to hit Nurkic. What were you trying to do? No, I just turned my head away and then swung my hand near and your neck. Nurkic was like just defending and was barely touching him. Just something about it made him mad and he turned around. He has anger issues. Clearly that's what it is. He gets angry on the floor and he can't uh, he can't harness that energy and, and put it into a basketball focus. He is just mad out there. So I I hope he gets right, you know, for, for his sake. But he's got to meet certain league and team conditions before he returns to play. So is it going to be like Andy in the office when he has to go, you know, to anger? Is it like anger management? Probably something. Like that? So it's actually Andrew. No, I'm not it's Andrew. <laughs> do you think the podcast has had anything to do with Draymond Green being more aggressive out there? Meaning, when he does his podcast, now he's opening himself up every every time he does it. He gets a lot of a lot of people chir- chirping back at him. And does that building aggression up in his brain that he then takes to sports? That's just one thought I had. Don't know him personally. Don't know about his his family dynamics, personal dynamics or anything like that, but all we know is what we see on the on the on the out, uh, you know, like on Twitter and stuff. I I didn't notice this as much, you know, back in 2014, 15, 16 when they were winning all those titles. Um I think more of the focus was on Clay and Steph. Um and then, you know, he was, you know, defensive player of the year, all 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 NBA defensive guy, and he he earned that credibility as a tough player. But it has gotten to the point now where you are inadvertently hurting other players. Yeah, he was, uh, you could call him a little bit of an aggressive, perhaps even dirty player back when, in those years you mentioned, when they were winning the championships like that. But not like this. This is something different. He's, his aggression is just too much, man. It's just a lot of, 
like unnecessary, like getting tangled up with a player and you got to like kick your leg off of them to get away or yeah. swinging your He just arms looks mad. He's like irritated and annoyed at everything that happens out there. So he reacts in a physical way. And now we'll see what the how the NBA chooses to handle it. He has to he has to seek some kind of I'm guessing NBA counseling. They'll have people on staff for him and have to determine why he reacts the way he reacts and try to stop it. Because he clearly turned around, swung at Yusuf Nurkic. Mm-hmm. There is zero doubt that's what happened. How about this basketball thing with Giannis? He got 64. Last night. Was that his career high? I believe so. And he wanted the basketball for it. But the Pacers, like, wouldn't give it to him or something? He got into, like, a heated argument with members of the of the Indiana Pacers staff. He raced toward the Pacers' locker room Wednesday night as both teams squared off in the hallway in a dispute over the game ball following the Bucks and Giannis's, uh re- record 64-point performance. He had he was animated with a lot of guys. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton was one of them, and then other pacer, Pacers were rushing to defend Halliburton, and just basically this whole thing just got crazy. Indiana coach Rick Carlisle said afterward the the Pacers took the ball and uh, took the ball at the end of it, and they wanted it because Oscar uh, what is his name? Is it Schwibby? Schwibby? I can't say it. I don't know. It was his first official NBA point. It's probably why I don't know his name. Why he he got they wanted the basketball for him. Mm. Who should get the basketball? Cut it in half. <laughs> I mean, it's his first career point, but Giannis got the sixty-four, a record for him. That's not a record; just a record for Personal him. Personal record. Personal record. First point. No, I mean you got to give it to the superstar. <sighs> I worked my whole my whole life for this opportunity. I got my first basket. I, I want the ball. Was it in Indiana? It was in Milwaukee. Then I then I go to Milwaukee. If it's in Indiana, you give it to Oscar. Good job. You got your first point. Here's your basketball. Well, who provides the basketball? Probably Milwaukee. Right. So Milwaukee gets the ball. If it were in Indiana, I would have said give it to Oscar. But then they just like they were going after this thing, man. Well, it was Giannis like a, is like sprinting down the hallway with some guy like holding on to his jersey. Like if you're you're like your dog's on a leash and starts to pull on it. Weird. Yeah. Well, and then he he was talking about it after the game about that ball, and then he said he got the ball, but he's pretty sure it's not the real, it's not the actual game ball. It feels different. He's like, I played 35 minutes in the game. I know what. The ball I just played with feels like this is not it. And I'm while we're here, pretty sure I never got the game ball from Game 6 when they won their championship. I don't know. Initially, I'm like, this is stupid, man. You're arguing about a basketball. But, you know, it's Giannis. It's epic. You want You want to keep those things? I mean, football players get footballs all the time for their first pick or first touchdown, pick six. Yeah, but there's like 50 footballs. How many balls? How many basketballs are there on the uh, on the court side? 15? Maybe 10, 15. I mean, LeBron has to go over and inspect each one of them to make sure they're good enough for him. True. To, to touch my very 
LeBron James hands. You have to be the perfect basketball. Mm-hmm. It's just weird. It was just a weird story. You know, I, I don't know how I feel about it. Uh, how about this one? The Washington Wizards and the Caps are perhaps going to move to Virginia. Hmm. Yeah. Kind of interesting. The owner of the Washington Wizards and the Capitals has reached a non-binding agreement to move the teams from downtown D.C. to a future arena in northern Virginia as soon as 2028, shaking the regional sports landscape and teeing up sharp debate amongst us all. I don't have that much energy on it. I've been to that arena. You have? I have. Um, probably not the, it's not the best location. It's like middle of downtown D.C. Mm. There's not a ton of parking in terms of like owning an arena. I'd want to have access to it. This is going to be crazy. The Virginia Wizards or whatever. Yeah, you got to change the name. Yeah, the Vir- Virginia having an NBA or an NHL team. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, D.C.'s already like kind of in between Virginia and Maryland, so figure it out. Yeah, there's the big stories. Uh, Eastside Chris Brady apologized for not sending northern New Mexico scores lately. <laughs> What's going on? Yeah, dude. He said Pony Express is having hiring issues. <laughs> Using the Pony Express figures with uh, northern New Mexico. The boys have been playing better. They're 4-13. and Coming off uh, Navajo Tech University blowout win. There you go. Navajo Tech. Cool. You got a basketball team. Going, going dancing has been uttered quietly. I've never been to a Sadie Hawkins dance. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Your KFKA Northern New Mexico Southern Insider, Chris. Now back to you, fellas. Thank you. Thank you, Eastside Chris. It's nice to know. How's uh any news on James Madison lately? Uh, again, they're getting ready for their bowl game. When is that? Is that this weekend? I don't believe so. When do bowls start? This weekend this or next? Weekend. Does Wyoming play this weekend? I think so. Let's see. The Arizona Bowl. Big, big hub chiming in on the Draymond Green thing. It's almost like. Green is in, he enjoys hurting players. I don't I don't even know if it's that. I just think something snaps in him and he's annoyed and he's irritated out there on the floor where he just explodes. Yeah, a couple Mountain West games. New Mexico State, Fresno State play three forty five on Saturday, and then UCLA Boise State at five thirty. Ooh. Wyoming's not this weekend? Not this weekend. Yeah. Okay. Well, James well Madison plays on next Saturday. Who they got? Air Force. Oh yeah, that's right. That's an interesting one. Could be good. 17 minutes after the hour. Don't forget Tad Boyle joining the program. Haven't talked to Coach Boyle in a while, so looking forward to catching up with him as his Buffaloes get set to take on the UNC Bears tomorrow night in Boulder. It's the whole show powered by Chevron on Northern Colorado's Voice 103.1 at 1310 KFKA. Speed with the Rams with the Isaiah Stevens Show on Northern Colorado's Voice, 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. This is Miles Bloomhart, sports editor at the Fort Collins, Colorado, and you're listening to The Whole Show on 1310 KFKA. 
Did you know that at Hikes Hardware, they also have a massive supply of plumbing supplies, uh, plumbing supplies including pipe cutting and threading service as well. They have it all there for you at Hikes Hardware. And what I love about them, you go in there and you're going to find people that know what they're talking about. They're going to, uh, you tell them, hey, I need thingy-dealy. Here's what it looks like. They're going to help you out. And that's why, like, our boy Micah, when he goes in there, he... He he you know he'll just say stuff like I I I broke thingy dealy I need some help they'll probably know exactly what he's talking about and then he can fix it up Hikes Hardware here in Greeley store address is seventeen twenty two Ninth Street we can give them a call at nine seven zero three five three fourteen sixteen they're veteran and locally owned so we of course thank uh, thank those that served those who served uh, that are working at Hikes we thank them for everything. First advantage text line, 888-530-0043. He said, Chris says, oh, great, another name change for the the Washington team. Yeah. is the, are the, is the Washington Commanders, are they going to change their name again? Is that a real thing? Are they actually, is there a lawsuit? Again, there's like a Native American group that is taking them to court because they want the name back. Is that real life? It's an interesting one. Uh, there was a lawsuit filed in September. Uh, no real update. Yeah. Just change your name every year. I think this, I think Washington, the Washington Commanders, should just change their name every year. Maybe they should just get out of Washington. They should have just kept it as the football team. Yeah. yeah. Weird. I, I'm telling you, man, the Washington Hogs. I like Red Hawks. I just don't like the Commanders. Does nothing for me. Like I don't know, or like I know uh, it's a respectful name and stuff, mm-hmm. but it's just like you. Just, I I just thought go with the Hogs. You had the those four fans that dressed up as the the, the old women with the with pig the pig snouts. snout, and let's just go with the Hogs. Oh, and their logo doesn't really. Yeah, it's a W. Nah, we need an animal or big old fat pig or something up there on your helmet. I mean, there's stars. There's horseshoes. There's you know, mean letters. looking like a mean looking pig. You know, the hogs. You don't even have to do like a like a farm pig. Like a warthog. Like a warthog. Let's do that. You know, or the or Washington or hogs. Or boar. Yeah. Dude, that just sounds like a football name. The old Washington hogs are coming to town. Did you spell H-A-W-G? Hog? Mm, you could. You could. Uh, Big Hub says, just watch the Norvell and Sanders scene. It was very awkward to bring that up. And I think Shador was telling Dion not to put his hands on Norvell as if he was really going to. Yeah, I wouldn't have brought I wouldn't even brought it up if I were Norvell. I would have just I know he was trying to do the right thing in his head, but yeah, I don't know you. What would Dion have done? If he, if he would have said the comments if that Norvell he didn't said? Say, if Norvell didn't say anything. And just congratulations. They would have walked off. I think it would be done. Maybe a little disappointed. Said what I said. Yeah, he wanted him to say more. He wants to be the victim. He wants to be the guy that rises above all of your attacks, and he's the guy. You know? Maybe Shador would have been a little disappointed. Yeah. It's like, all right, don't don't put your hands on him, Dad. Yeah. Hey, good yeah. game, Coach. And I, I oh, like— what? Wait, what? What? Yeah, just good game, Coach. Congratulations. Walk off. That's it. I said what I said. I wasn't insulting your mom, but I don't need to say it. If you think that that's what I said, I don't know your mom. I don't know how you were raised. I know you wear sunglasses and a hat now, though. 
<laughs> when you do the media thing. 26 minutes after the hour, Tad Boyle, CU Buffs head coach, coming up next. Looking forward to this conversation. But first, let's get the latest on the local sports flash. Hey, this is Mark Johnson, voice of the Colorado Buffaloes, and you're listening to The Hull Show with my buddy Brady Hull on 1310 KFKA. Just 29 minutes after the hour. Welcome back into the program. Ready for uh, ready for this fun one tomorrow night. I think I'm. I believe it's official. I am heading down to Boulder for this game to see uh, the CU Buffs host Northern Colorado. Joining us now on our first advantage hotline, CU Buffs head coach Tad Boyle. Coach, I always love when we get a chance to uh, to get you on the program, and uh, I'm looking forward to this one tomorrow night. Thanks for being on with us, Coach. Yeah, absolutely. Good to be with you. I'm looking forward to tomorrow night as well. It's uh, always good to play the Bears. They got a they got a nice team this year. I really like uh, really like the group that Coach Smiley's put together. Coach, is it, is, it, is it still strange for you to to go up against UNC? I know it's happened a couple of times, but is it is it still kind of weird going up against your your old stomping grounds there? And of course, uh, everybody in Greeley, everybody who's anybody in Greeley knows the name Tad Boyle, loves the name Tad Boyle. Is it still strange? It is. A little bit, you know. Obviously, all the players that I that I coached, uh, they they've all moved on, and and uh, so I don't have to deal with that anymore. Thank goodness. But, uh, <laughs> no, I I uh, look. It's uh, UNC's always held a special place. Always will hold a special place in my heart. Um, Greeley, obviously, is uh, the community that raised me, and I'm proud to be from there. And and uh, so, anytime you get a chance to play UNC, it's it's special for me uh, individually. But uh, you know, I. I'm worried about Colorado basketball and our team tomorrow night. Uh, I know that Coach Smiley's worried about the Bears and and his team. So it's it, from that standpoint, you know, it's another game, but uh, it it does hold a special place in my heart. CU Buffs head coach Tad Boyle joining us. You guys coming off of a a really nice win against Miami. You guys win ninety to sixty three. No Cody Williams on the floor for you guys, but you have so many sensational players, coach. I mean, on any given night, whether it's Tristan Da Silva, KJ Simpson, seeing uh, Eddie Lambkin get rolling in this one too. Um, what I mean. Talk about this this roster, this group that you have. So if one guy is down, you have so many different pieces that can pick up. Yeah, we look. The the, the one thing I knew about this team as we headed into this season is we we were going to be deep. We we're going to have great balance. You know, against Miami, we had six guys in double figures, uh, and that was without Cody Williams playing. You know, who had been playing very well uh, up until then. So yeah, we've got a lot of depth, a lot of balance. Uh, we've been sharing the ball. We've been moving the ball. We've been spacing the floor. So uh, we knew coming into this season we had a chance to be pretty good offensively. I think we've proven that we, we've we done a good job up to this point. But, you know, the one thing about coaching you realize is, you know, those wheels can fall off at any moment. we got to make sure the lug nuts are tightened up and, and it doesn't happen tomorrow night. Were you, I mean, I know you you expect the best out of your program every single night, Coach, but, I mean, come on, this is a, at that time, it was a 15, uh, number 15 Miami. I, I believe they're still in the top 25, and I'll ask you about that in a moment. Um, but were you, again, I know you always expect the best from your team, but 90-63 to 63 without one of your really solid players. Were you shocked at all about that performance? Well, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's the first time we'd kind of done that against a quality opponent. It's the first time we've done that away from home, even though, you know, up in Fort Collins a few weeks ago, we scored 53 points in the second half against the Rams. We just were 
so atrocious in the first half, it didn't matter. So um, uh, this this is a good basketball team, you know, at, at Colorado. I knew, and I actually had, had shared with our team, you know, probably a week prior to the Miami game, that we were probably playing, in my estimation, at about 65 to 70% of our capacity. You know, if our capacity is 100%, I thought we were playing around 65 or 70%. Now, if we could play in the 90 to 95 percentile range, we could be anybody in our schedule. I really believe that. And and lo and behold, we did it. You know, we did it the next game. We we weren't perfect against Miami. We turned the ball over 15 times. You know, there's still areas to, to get better. But we executed pretty darn well on offense and on defense when we didn't turn it over. And – uh and we beat a really, really good team. So it just shows you the ceiling of this team, and that's that's what you look for as a coach. Where's your ceiling, and how often can you hit that ceiling or come close to hitting it? And if we do that more often than not, it's going to be a heck of a year. Coach Tad Boyle joining us. Uh, Coach, so what's going on at halftime? Like you said, you know, that game against the Rams, you scored a lot in the second po- uh, second half. Scored 53 uh, against Miami. So uh, have those have those halftime speeches just getting better and better over the years, Coach, or what? <laughs> I, I wish I could say it had something to do with that. You know, it's uh, players players uh, make plays. Uh, players score baskets. They, you know, give up baskets. It's uh, we, We're not making major adjustments. We are talking about what we need to do better. Um, you know, Miami, for example, you know, two minutes to go in the first half, we're up eight, and we go into halftime with a one-point lead. You know, kind of like what happened to us at Colorado State a few weeks ago. You know, we, 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 it was a four-, six-, eight-point game, and we go down 15 at half because we, we don't handle our business uh, at the end. So, um, great learning lessons. That's the one thing about November and December for college basketball teams is every team is going through it right now um, at some point uh, of the season. And the teams that can learn and uh, from their mistakes and can make the adjustments to those mistakes uh, are the ones that are going to get better. Coach, talk to us if you if you could about Eddie Lampkin Jr. a bit. Uh, he was such an intriguing player. You know, I watched I watched a handful of his games at TCU, um, and and you you just see the guy, and you expect just monster performances every single night. But has there been a little bit of a I don't want to say struggle, but just a, a process to transition over to to what you guys are doing? No, I mean no, because Eddie's a really intelligent player. He's got a great basketball IQ. Uh, the whole key with Eddie Lampkin is he's, he's needed to get in shape, and he's played his way into shape um, because he had uh, back surgery uh, in, in, I believe it was August or maybe late July. And so he did not practice the first three weeks of, of practice. He got basically about 10 days in before our first game. He was nowhere near uh, in game shape when he started playing. Uh, he's kind of had to play himself that way. Even when we played Florida State, even when we played Colorado State early in the year, uh, and even the other games that he played in, he was not in tip-top shape. And he's still not in tip-top shape, but he's in much better shape today than he was a week ago. And uh, so he's, it's, it's been more just all conditioning with him because uh, his back is fine, he's pain-free, uh, but it's hard to play this game effectively, especially as a big guy when you're not in shape. But he's getting there, and 
every you know every game against Miami, he was a presence down there, and that's what we need from Eddie is because he's a unique player. He brings great energy. He brings a presence both offensively and defensively to our team, and uh, he's a great talker, great ball screen defender, uh, and he's got great size. So. Um, he's just going to get better and better as he as as that conditioning gets better and better. I I, I hope so too because he was one of those names when I heard he was coming to Colorado. I, I was pretty excited about that. Uh, Coach Tad Boyle joining us. Can can you give us any updates, Coach? Any kind of breaking news, Cody Williams? Uh, can we expect him to play tomorrow? No breaking news. You know, <laughs> Cody's. You know, his he's uh, he had a wrist injury. Mm. Uh, he took a nasty fall against Pepperdine, going up for a dunk and. Uh, so it's all dependent upon how his wrist reacts to the treatment he's getting and the rest that he's getting, and because that's really all he can do is is uh, you got to brace it up uh, and uh, see how it feels every day, and and uh, so really no updates there. Yeah, we'll see what happens uh, with him, but man, what a that again. Go I hate to go too far back, but talking about that CSU game in that second half. I was sitting around so many different people that were just blown away by his ability. I mean, once that guy gets going, he is very difficult to stop. But again, like we started the segment, Coach, you have a lot of those guys. I think that was the thing I took away walking away from Moby Arena was how many next-level players were on the floor that night. How many future pro basketball players, whether it's NBA or whatever, were on the floor? There was quite a bit. There was a lot. There's no doubt of no doubt about it. You know, KJ Simpson been playing at a, at a really, really high level for us. Uh, you know, he had 30 points on 13 shots that night. Uh, he gave us everything he had. Um, Tristan obviously has had his moments for us where he's been terrific. So uh, the key is is that we just play play the game the right way, share the ball, uh, guard somebody. We we didn't guard CSU uh, at all that night. They scored 88 points on us, which. You're not going to beat too many people uh, when you give up 88, uh, unless you really, really play well offensively. So, um, we got a guy named Javon Hadley. Mm-hmm. You know, Javon Hadley against against Miami was five for seven from the field. He had six rebounds. He had four assists. No turnovers. Like he's a guy that nobody talks about. That is kind of the glue to our team. Uh, 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 just a rock solid guy, night in and night out. Probably one of our most consistent players. So. I really like this team. I like the makeup of this team. Julian Hammond, you know, stepped in for Cody against Miami in the starting role. Luke O'Brien gave us great minutes. So, again, the, the strength of our team is the depth and the quality of depth that that we have and, and the balance that we have. Yeah, Luke O'Brien coming off the bench in that Miami game with 13 points. Coach, looking forward to it. A different team uh, for, for UNC. Obviously, a lot of their, their uh, bigger bigger scorers and things like that moved on, transferred, whatever. So, uh, Coach Smiley has a, certainly a different group. Um, a lot of new faces. So, uh, I, I know they're really excited about this. They love these Colorado games. Uh, it, whether it's against you guys going up against in-state teams, they really value those. So, uh, I, I know a lot of Bears fans and these, these, these players and the coaches are really looking forward to it tomorrow night. No, I, listen, I know that. I've been on both sides of this thing, so I, I totally get that, and that's why our our guys you know, in the buff uniforms tomorrow night better be locked and, locked and loaded because we know we're going to get the best shot that the Bears have. And, and uh, you know, look, uh, UNC beat, beat Chicago State uh, a few weeks ago. Chicago State just beat Northwestern mm-hmm. at Northwestern last night, who was a top 25 team. Uh, so... I think we're a top 25 caliber team. 
Uh, we're not there uh, right now, but uh, the only way to get there is to keep winning. And tomorrow night, uh, again, we don't want to take two steps backwards after the, the step forward we took against Miami. But, you know, we, we're going to have to beat UNC because they're not going to come in here and give us anything. Coach, I'm a, I'm a little uh, – it takes me a while to catch things sometimes, but explain it to me. You, you beat Miami – uh, Miami is seven and two. They're still they're sitting at number twenty four. You guys are not back in the top twenty five. Help me out here, Coach. I don't <laughs> look. I don't. I don't even worry about stuff like that. That's what I love about college basketball. Yeah, is none of that stuff matters. True. College football. College football. It does matter. If I was a football coach, I'd I'd be probably fit to be tied, but I'm not. So, uh, and I I've, I've quit worrying a long time ago about things I can't control. So. Uh, your guess is as good as mine on that one, Brady. It does seem like this year, I don't know why it is, Coach, but we, we've all been starting the game one. We're talking like, oh, this is a big win. they got to get this game to be, to be at this spot. Quad one, quad two. I feel like we start earlier every year in uh, in our anticipation uh, for March Madness. Yeah, and that's 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 a shame because, you know, the, the, the college basketball season, you know, there's so many good games. And what I love about our sport is, is – is again the upsets you know you, you they play the games for a reason and you every year every single year you see scores in november where you scratch your head and you know chicago state is a great example they're three and nine going into northwestern who's you know seven and one and they beat them on their home floor and you know that's what makes college basketball so great now it's a little nerve-wracking when you are you know the school that's supposed to win. You know, like we are probably supposed to win tomorrow night, right against UNC. Sure, but sure. Uh, you got to go play the game, and you better you better match their intensity. Otherwise, uh, you're on the other end of that that uh, that score that people are scratching their head about. We don't want to be there. Yeah, but but you're right though. There are so many games, so many great games throughout the non-conference schedule, and then once we get in that conference schedule, it really heats up. But you're right. Every single night, it seems like there there's something great going on in uh, in the world of college basketball. Coach, I've always admired you, man. A uh, big fan of yours. You know that. And we're we're looking forward to this game tomorrow night. I can't wait for it. I'm excited. Yeah, appreciate it. Should be a good atmosphere. Take All right. care. Thanks, Coach. Coach Tad Boyle, Colorado Buffaloes, head basketball coach. And yeah, Miami's twenty four, Angel. They're seven and two. CU beat Miami when they were fifteenth. How does how does that work? CU should be in the top twenty five, right? I have no idea how basketball works. <laughs> just None, it's never made sense to me. None of it does. I get, you know, some games are more important than others, especially in non-conference play. Uh, well, it wasn't undefeated like, doesn't really mean anything. One loss, two losses, it's it's hard to really separate that. No, and, and the CU-Miami game, like, it'd be one thing if they were like, yeah, but it was in CU. No, it was a neutral site. It was in Brooklyn. So it wasn't even... It was a it was a neutral site and the Buffs smoked them without one of their guys. So neutral site means nah, nah, doesn't just doesn't do anything. Okay, you played a basketball game. Yep, we move Miami to twenty four. We'll move them down, but we're not moving the Buffs up. Although the Buffs were the very next to receive votes, so I doubt winning tomorrow. Angels gonna move them into the top twenty five unless they win by a hundred. But this is gonna be I don't know. Yeah, the Buffs should win. They should win easily. But last year, the Bears made it close. It was like a 10-point game. So, and again, this Bears team is is different. They are showing that they can score. Like, they have some scorers on this team. Can they play defense? Got to play defense. Got to dedicate yourself 
to play defense. 45 minutes after the hour. Let's jump out real quick, take a break. It's the whole show powered by Chevron here on Northern Colorado's Voice 103.1 at 1310 KFKA. You like podcasts? We podcast every show immediately after it airs at 1310kfk.com or wherever you download your favorite stuff. Northern Colorado's Voice, 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. This is Jeff Linder, head men's basketball coach at the University of Wyoming Cowboys, and you're listening to the whole show on 1310 KFKA. Big Foo Fighters guy, Angel. You dabble. Dabble in the foo of the fighters variety. Yeah. I think it's overplayed for me. Used to really like them. There's there's this meme of Christopher Walken (laughs) introducing them on SNL, and he's like, Foo Fighters. (laughs) That was pretty good. That was good. That's a tough impression. That was a good one. You You can do a good Walken impression. That's bonus. Yeah. No, that's good. Um, yeah, I, I like uh, I like the Foo Fighters. That, I just, you know, early two thousands rock that you know I grew up just listening to on the radio. They have some really good ones, but they're not like a band I'm going to go buy. I'm going to buy music. I keep wanting to say albums and CDs, Angel, but I know what I know. What is that? I hear there's a record company, a record um, record store that's going to move to Greeley. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't mind getting into records. I have a record player. Like, I like the idea of getting a record, putting it on the thing, it's setting the needle. Sweet. It's it's so sweet. So then I could just open Spotify and it's boom. Right I there. know. It, we So my wife got me one. It's one of those, like, it has everything. So you, it's got it's got a cassette player. Uh-oh. It's got a CD player. Uh-huh. It's And then it's you lift it up and you put the record in. And I have one and I love it. Um, and it's so cool. You put the record on there. We have some old Christmas albums that we'll put on there. I have some rock ones and stuff, mm-hmm. but and it's just neat to see that spin around there. But I like the sound of it. Yeah, like it's you're that, right that though. Little crackle sound that you get. Like, but then by the time you sit around, then you're listening to it, and you're like four or five minutes in, you're like, okay, yeah. Was it worth it? I don't know. Hey, people, I don't think people just have music <laughs> playing in their house as much. Well, I, I want to, but we just don't. Like, I want people to walk in, and we've got the record player going, and it's just stuff. But my wife's like, that's weird. You're weird. The ambient noise. I like to do it. No, I'd rather listen to the AC kick on at some point in the day. <laughs> <laughs> just get that random groaning of the house. My wife and I used to go before... Before my kiddo was born, we had a lot of time on our hands. We used to go antiquing and stuff. So we would go to, uh, we'd get records, just old records of whatever. It might be Christmas stuff, um, all the old Disney album stuff. Mm-hmm. Like we have the Jungle Book and all that because we knew our kid would want it someday. So, or, or really us. And then just a bunch of cool ones. So video game tra- soundtracks, like I actually have some of those. Like the Assassin's Creed one, dude. Fire oh, that up. Great soundtrack. Oh, it's beautiful. And you put that on the... The That's record player, the, the mood music you need in the house. Yes, I got that one. Uh, piano was it? Piano guys? Is it piano guys or piano men? I don't know. They're really good. You should check them out. But it's some good stuff. But yeah, I I still have complaints about this way we're doing music, though, Angel. Yeah, I mean, 
vinyl has become almost trendy and hipster. When is C- when are CDs going to start making a comeback? I don't know. I mean, I think I have a Walkman somewhere. <laughs> you get a Walkman, you get your little headphones that are like a paper sheet thin, and you got to plug them in, hold the wire at the right angle so it connects. And it's just I I well kind I grew up on like the la- the latter stages of, of CD sets and CDs. Yeah, I was in the prime of CDs. Like that that was they had like all these deals. With, you know, driving in parents' car and they had a big book. Me of CDs. Yep, that was me. I right, big like, book. Pick something. I'm, I don't know who these people are. Visors, the visor CD cases. Yep. So I always I had my dad it. Like, still has one of those. oh, I do, but I finally removed it because I don't have a CD player in my car. Uh-huh. See, I have a CD player, but I don't have an aux cord. Or no, I have an aux port, but my phone is too advanced, so it doesn't yeah. have an aux port. <laughs> but no, I. So I would have the giant book, and I, I still own the giant book. I I will show it to you. It's huge. Um, so that would be where all of my music was. And then I would have the visor, and that would be like new things I just bought or music that I'm kind of into at the moment, and I'd put them all up there. And then I'd actually go through and reschedule when I'm like, okay, I'm tired like of hearing really this. like knew their music. Yeah. Like, now, oh, you got to listen to this CD I, track number yes, five. Yes, I like, knew music way better back then. Now I don't, dude. I, I went and I have all my songs ever that I ever purchased are on my... Uh, my iTunes here, so they're on my computer, but I can't figure out how to transfer them over on my phone. Hmm. So they're just here. So I actually only have, on Amazon, I purchased like five albums maybe. So I only have like five pieces of music in this phone. Hmm. So I've realized, and I was thinking about this the other day, I used to love music. Now, I'm like not listening to it as much because I'm not going to, and I like to go back and listen to older stuff. Not not old, old, but 2000s and 90s rat pack yeah no no no, not me um but i can't because i don't own those on amazon so the only way for me to listen is i gotta get those onto my my phone i gotta get my itunes stuff yeah but should be able to i couldn't get it to transfer on the last one and to be honest i just haven't even tried on this one Uh, see apple just makes it difficult (sighs) oh you're telling me (laughs) apple's just it's all very confusing stuff for me i don't know how the world works we like kind of grew up with like you had your phone and then you had your your mp3 player and that was like it was separate Mm -hmm. had that the little um the little ipod ipod shuffle yeah yeah there was no screen on it and you didn't know what music was playing just press the button and just hope it's a good song i would buy you'd buy the little the sticky stuff that you could use to stick on your ipod so it'd stick on your dash Mm. or whatever those were you could find different things you see people it like never worked running right. or walking, and it's like clipped to their sleeve or yeah. something. I had I I thought I was going to get serious about running once, and so my wife bought me one of the little arm things that you t- uh, you velcro around your bicep, and it has a little hand a little spot there to put your iPod. And I I did it once seriously, and I'm like I look like an idiot. Yeah, it didn't work for me. And not doing this at the point where I would just hold it in my hand, and then by the time I was done running, my hand was cramped. Yeah. In the same position because I couldn't move it. It's like, I don't want to drop it while I'm running. Yeah, no, I was worried about that too. Uh, and I said I wasn't going to tweet about Brady this. Brady kicked a hornet's nest. I, I just, you know. Or he stomped on it and then kicked it. I can't help it. But some of the comments here, I mean, it's very entertaining. You got guys arguing about the mascots. So I oh, tweeted out. Chip out of this. Yes. Chip I tw- and Ram, Rammy didn't do anything. So if you guys want to follow this, it's very it's comedic gold. At Whole Show, 
I said Norvell was using an expression. He wasn't actually talking about Prime's mom. Can't wait for the game next year. I mean, just, okay. Some of the, okay, like this woman. Okay, and his wife calling a student a B-word? Is that a common expression for head coaches' wives? I don't know. I, I don't know. It's not a nice word. Somebody just said, oh, this is edited out. Um, Dion and his blind followers do not, I got to read this thread because this is funny. Dion and his blind followers do not care about the truth. It's all about the drama, media, and clout with them. UC fans and Dion followers are irrational. I'm guessing. Oh, UC? Why is it UC? University of Colorado. Oh! It's technically University of Colorado. Is he doing that to mess, mess him up? Mm-hmm. Also, buffaloes do not exist in North America. UC Bison. This guy writes, cool, in response to that, cool, Panthers don't exist in North America either. Are you going to attack Carolina or the city of Buffalo? The guy writes back, very different. They don't run a tiger onto the field and call it a Panther, LOL. Then he shared a picture of a buffalo. Then this Sam guy writes back, this is how scared little siblings talk. Then the other guy responds, are you an idiot sandwich? (laughs) <laughs> then the other dude responds, I didn't know you were a woman or had met Gordon Ramsay, but good for you because he shared that meme or gif or whatever. Thanks. I'm impressed a dog can use the internet. Makes sense of why you don't make any sense or are very smart, though. It's my favorite tweet of the day. But they're like, they type out those tweets and then they sit back going, yeah, that'll juicy, get them. Juicy, juicy. Got them right there. Thanks. The dog in that photo is 100% smarter than anyone who thinks a man getting caught talk, talking smack than getting called out for it is not his fault. Is it a male dog or a female dog? Because there is a difference. <laughs> I just, somebody said, good luck. Your mentions are dead. Oh, it's hilarious. I didn't say it was, idiot. But <laughs> I'm telling you, you guys want a little break from reality? Follow me at Whole Show. Go enjoy. These people are going nuts on the Twitters. Check it out. Uh, second, uh, Final hour of the show. We'll talk a little bit more about that and what next year's game, the game, will actually look like. Our poll question of the day. Have you given up hope? Have you given up on Jerry Judy? All that and more. Coming up next, it's the whole show powered by Chevron.